Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the aha moments, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. In this episode, I speak with Amber Wilde. In this interview, we talk about divorce and motherhood and how we're navigating it with two small children. We define single motherhood. And we also talk about changing our names post-divorce and a few other things in between. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so great to meet you or see you in person here on Zoom. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. I'm incredibly nervous, but I'm also very excited to share my story and hopefully help women going through a divorce process. So let's, I'm going to give the listeners a backstory of how we met and then we can go into some Q&A. So I met Amber on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. magic of the social medias and uh, she reached out via the thanks divorce podcast uh, account and basically said that she likes she likes the podcast she likes what she's hearing and she and it resonates with her so from that we had been going back and forth just chit-chatting about life and divorce and we learned that we have similar age children and we're kind of in the same spot in our in our divorce process And um, I was like, you know what? You'd be great to come on the podcast. Like we can turn this conversation into an episode. So here we are. So Amber, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and just where you are in the divorce process? Yeah. So um, my name's Amber and I am becoming Amber Wild, which I'm very excited about in a couple of months time. So a little bit about me, basically, I've been a stay-at-home mum for the last six years of my life, which is something I never, ever, ever thought I would do, but I'm so thankful and that I've had the privilege of being a stay-at-home mum because it means that I haven't missed a beat with my kids' lives. But outside of that, outside of being a mum for six years, I'm a creative person. I always say, like, I feel like I've been born with this entrepreneurial blood running through my veins, which I'm now starting to explore and I'm excited for that opportunity and I just I love people I'm a people lover so I love connecting with people which is how we obviously met and yeah online is a little bit different <laughs> to face to face but I'm getting the hang of it so yeah that that's a little bit about who I am and then in terms of my divorce process pretty much I was do you want me to go into the marriage part now? Yeah. You know how long you yeah. were married and where you are. I just don't want to like keep talking if you, if yeah, you yeah. want me to. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. So my husband and I met when we were in high school and we got married. So we were best friends and then we got married at like 20, 21. I think we were around that age. So we were really, really young. And But I always say I know I knew what I wanted when I was at the altar and I know what I chose. So I'm very, very adamant that, you know, I wasn't a young, dumb woman (laughs) making a silly young decision. I'm very adamant that that choice was mine. Um, I knew what I was getting into. So he was my best friend. We got married very young. We would have been married this year for nine years. So it was quite a long run. Like I was kind of excited to get to that 10-year mark and have that awesome 10-year, you know, woohoo, we've been married for 10 years. Unfortunately, we didn't get there. (laughs) So but we were married for nine years and I've been separated for the last year of my life. So we separated last year in July and that was a decision. It's It's a weird one with me because I think, it was a col- it was a collective decision, but maybe one that I initiated. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit odd and weird, but um yeah. So I've been separated for a year. I've I've lived a lot of highs and lows in that time, and I I've been saying recently to my friends that it's just now that I kind of feel like I'm in this little bit of a clearing where I'm getting a lot more clarity and confidence and certainty about my future because as you know like when you leave it's kind of like turmoil and then you go through a lot like you go through a lot of emotions and a lot of thinking and a lot of processing and it takes a lot of a long time to get to a point where 
you kind of feel like, okay, I've got a bit of a sense of direction or clarity or okayness. And I would say I'm just entering that phase now. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. That's because um, there's a there's a lot that happens before that. A lot of a lot of yeah. that happened before that. Um, oh so back to sorry, your name, Wild. Is that the mm -hmm. name you were born with, or the name that you're choosing for yourself? That's yeah. That's the name I'm choosing for myself. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I had this moment when um, it was probably only maybe a month at, into my separation. I just felt this calling to sit on my bed. So I we had a farm together, which we ended up selling. So mm -hmm. I stayed on the farm. He moved out. And when my kids were at their dad's on the weekend, one weekend, I just felt like I need to sit down and, and choose my name. I don't know why, but I just had this like, knowing that I needed to, this needed to happen now. So I sat on my bed and I was watching the sunset and I had a pen and a paper and I was like, who am I? Hmm. And I was like, I went through my, you know, my, went back to my maiden name. Hmm. Then I was like, do I want to stay Goodwin? Or do I want to stay that name? You know, my married name yeah. because of my kids. Do I want to go back? And I just felt like, I always felt like I was never my married name. Like I took it on and I, even when I took it on, I remember thinking, I don't really want to take it on because I don't want to change my name, but I just did because it was tradition. Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, I'm not who I was born. That's mm -hmm. I don't feel an affiliation or a link to that name either. Yeah. And then I sat there and I was like, I'm a wild person. Yeah. This is who I am. And then I was like, that's who I am. I'm Amber Wild. <laughs> so that's how I came up with my name. And I just connected with it straight away. And I think it was really important for me to do because it helped me, like it's been there with me from the very beginning of my separation. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've, it's given me a sense of like, yeah, this is me, my own identity and my own self outside of my marriage it's very weird but everyone has something weird that they have yeah love that there's power in naming yourself or there's a power in naming yeah. things in general but like naming yourself it's huge yeah. this, that's a part yeah. of like, uh self-possession and and kind of like self-mastery in a way like you're you're naming yourself and and you put the definition behind that for what you need it to mean. And that's, that's huge. That's major. Yeah, yeah it is major. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's a name that you've claimed for yourself and not like, you're not going back to anything or keeping this one. This is great. Yeah. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. Okay. So you've been uh, separated for over a year now. And uh, you have two small children. What are their ages again? Six and four. Six and four. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Same as me. Yeah. So tell us about how, how has that been? Or how do you, how have they been taking it? Or how have you talked to them about divorce? Just what, what do you, what is your experience with that so far? Yeah. So it's been a really interesting one because both of my kids are, you know, they, they're going to remember this a lot differently because obviously one's older than the other one and their personalities are just so different. So with my oldest daughter, who's six, you know, she's the one who remembers a lot more of the family experience because she's lived in it for six full years, you know, and then I've got my second one who, when we were divorcing, when we were separating, she was three. Mm -hmm. And it was, although she had a grasp and understanding of what was happening, it didn't really hit her until a lot longer later, like about six or seven months later, she was like, oh, you know, this is actually happening. Yeah. It's a, you know, whereas it was very, for my first daughter, she was just like really upset from the get-go and and a very understanding of what was happening and stuff from the get-go yeah. so I think like it's been interesting to see you know how a six-year-old versus a four-year-old realizes the events that are occurring around them in their life and then just trying to as a parent figure out 
how to address them in those appropriate ways for the six-year-old, for the four-year-old, which is so so different. So one thing that they um, that they both re- said and were very upset by was um, because I stayed in the family home and then my ex-husband left, yeah. for them that looked like daddy's leaving us. Yeah. Why did daddy pack his bags up? Yeah. And why did daddy just leave our home and never come back? Mm-hmm. So actually just rewind a little bit. We I, we did together, we sat down with them and said, look, mummy and daddy are separating and we had that conversation. Mummy and daddy are separating. We're going to live in two different family homes. Mm-hmm. We're still a family. Like we had this emphasis on we are a family unit. Mummy loves you, daddy loves you, you're just going to have two homes now. And so we kind of, we didn't try to make the event exciting for them because I think that's a little bit morbid. (laughs) Be like, yay, hooray, you get to live in two houses. (laughs) Um, But we just tried to sit down and do what we felt was right in the moment and and share as much of the decision with them Mm -hmm. so they knew why daddy was leaving. So, But then they had to watch him, you know, pack his stuff, put it in the car leave the house and then for them that was still daddy left us daddy daddy left the house and daddy never came home why didn't dad come home and so for me as the parent um as the you know the mum who is with them a lot like I do have majority care of them it was very important for me to nurture them and show tell them that you know dad didn't abandon you he didn't pack the car and leave you we made the decision together and, you know, this This is how our family structure looks now. So there was that. That was like a first major issue. Um, the second major issue that came up was with my second daughter who, um, who's the youngest, who's four year old, years old, and she would often just come to me and say, your mum, we're not a family anymore. Oh. And, yeah, and I felt like it was just such a huge statement for a four-year-old to yeah. actually when she would have been three. So yeah. she would have been three years old. But that was a piece of her heart. That was a piece yeah. of her heart coming to me and to say, I know you keep saying we're a family, but we're not, <laughs> you know, so which I think shows the logic of a child and yeah. what they're taught their whole life in books and stories and Disney and, you know, everything around their world in is based on your family, you live together, you have mummy and daddy, mummy and daddy put you to bed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, she has this two households. That's not what family looks like. And, yeah. and it's not what she's been taught that family looks like her whole little life so far, her three years of living, you know. <laughs> so they were two two major things that are just, they are reoccurring. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the conversations I have with my girls are the reoccurring conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, why did daddy leave? Why didn't you talk to us about it more? We aren't a family. So it's just kind of readdressing those yeah. time and time and time again, I found. Yeah, that's um that's a lot. Big words from a little person. <laughs> Big yeah. actually. And I I feel like because we're in similar situations, like it's it's almost like we're the blind leading the blind almost like we're just having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, oh gosh! Yeah, and it, it's tough to talk to children like where they are because it, there's a big event happening, but to like break it down into digestible pieces for them at their age, and then you know there is a time of like confusion or just not really for them fully understanding what's happening. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I do agree that it is an ongoing conversation. So you get the three-year-old. It, you get this three-year-old um, explanation and then like the five-year-old explanation, then like the 10-year-old explanation, like you get yeah. like, details or things yeah. like that. Because even asking, when they ask the question, like, well, why, why are we not together anymore? Why are you two not in the same yeah. room? That is the, that stumps me every time. I'm never prepared for it. I thought I I tried to prepare an answer, but just never really feel like I I nailed it, you know? Um, and my answer has been different iterations of, uh, uh, trying to describe to them like, well, mommy wasn't happy. Um, and we tried some things and, uh, you know, 
if you have a friend that you can't get along with on the playground, you know, you try to, you know, communicate with them. And then if it doesn't work out, you have to go play somewhere else or like play by yourself. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the right answer and the wrong answer at the same time. I have no yeah. real clue. I, I, but that's the thing that when we were talking on Instagram, I was listening to how you deal with it. And that was so therapeutic for me as a parent because I was like, yes, no, she doesn't have a clue either. And she's right. just trying to do her best. Yeah. Um, but I think you have a really beautiful way, uh, like I said before, of sharing it and, and the analogies that you give your kids. Whereas for me, I, I leave out the analogies. <laughs> so it's a little bit more like blunt. I'm kind of like learning to be a you know, learning, I'm learning, yeah. but I think for me, like I've, I've thought about a lot because I came from a separated home mm-hmm. and I was always so curious. Why, why, you know, it's, it's the why, why doesn't dad live with, why won't he drive to our town? Why yeah. won't he see me? Why won't mum let him come into our house? Mm-hmm. You know, it was always, I just want to know the whys. I don't want, and I was young at the time, I very young as well and I didn't want fluffy answers as a child I wanted to know the actual why and I've learned as a parent that if I honor my children as a human being Mm -hmm. like they are human beings with brains and intelligence and curiosities that I don't want to keep stringing their curiosities along I want to feed feed it and give them what they need to know so that they can process what's happening in their life in, in the right way, you know. So what I find is I'm very honest with my children. Um, I wouldn't say because your dad X, Y, and Z, yeah. <laughs> and then I couldn't handle it anymore and then I left. Right. But I'm very honest in saying, you know, your mummy and daddy, we, you know, we're separated because we don't get along. Mm-hmm. We don't want to live together anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, just kind of find like those straightforward honest answers that aren't divulging adult yeah yeah (laughs) mean you know like uh, you know attacks against the other parent but just being very clear about what is happening and I think that's healthy I think it's healthy although it feels awkward as a parent to be like tell your child your dad and I don't get along and we've decided to move on with our life Mm -hmm. it feels so incredibly awkward yeah and you as it's coming out of your mouth you're like is this even appropriate but I think it is appropriate because it's honesty and it's truth and when they have that they feel respected and understood that you know they need to know and they need to be in the loop yeah (laughs) um so yeah anyway I think it's it's if even though it feels awkward I think it is the right thing to have those conversations with your kids you know yeah yeah it's um like honoring like you said honoring them as human beings with with logic and feelings and like they they are fully equipped to like understand mm-hmm. stuff if you give it to them they're yeah. they're ready for it and even if they have yeah. questions later that that can that's cool too um yeah definitely human beings and should be respected as such yeah I totally agree so when it comes to your children have have you noticed any behavioral changes because of the separation <clears throat> besides these wonderful questions <laughs> um yeah uh, anything that they've they've been doing differently or have you seen in the last year and mind you it's a global pandemic so like that's a that's <laughs> part of the context too so let's not yeah. say that like not, not yeah yeah um you know I've I actually was very concerned at the start would my kids get angry and would they start like lashing out at me um because my children don't tend to ever do that I've been lucky you know I guess um so that was a big concern like the behavioral differences I was very aware moving into a divorce that I might see some difficult behaviors come out of this but I would have to say I really haven't which has been a really I think it's a testimony to just um how honest I've been maybe because She's not getting, my children aren't angry that they don't know. They very much know. And so I think that's created a very, not a very, but like a relaxed vibe mm-hmm. between us as mother and daughters and, you know, parent and ch- child. Um, 
So I haven't really experienced too much um, behavioural differences. The only thing is, you know, they're obviously a lot sadder mm-hmm. and um, and that's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I let my kids be sad and feel the pain and feel the hurt and sit in it and I'll sit in it with them. But I think the sadness has been the most evident thing um, and it actually it upsets me because, my, you know, like my kids have gone from happy and, um, all the time and and then I, there'll be lots of nights where I put them to bed and I I think the day's just gone so smoothly and so well mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, it's two hours of deep, deep crying oh, wow. and that's really, really, um, it's a very emotional experience to watch and it's, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to get through but... I noticed that one of my daughters is she's very expressive. She'll express her upset and hurt and go into lots of deep crying. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a change because my daughter wasn't crying that way when we were married. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my other daughter, she gets really silent. So I have to be really careful to ask her how she's feeling and what she's thinking. And because she retracts, my other, my second one retracts and goes inward and she just doesn't talk. Yeah. I have, like, two different kids who one's very expressive and I know exactly mm-hmm. how she's feeling. The other one, I, I can easily forget that she's going through the same emotions Yeah, because she just doesn't talk and she doesn't show me. She doesn't cry. If she, try, if she starts to cry, she'll quickly wipe away her tears and, and she won't want to cry. And so for me, that's a little concerning for me. Yeah, yeah. Because beforehand she would ha- openly cry, but now she's trying to be, st- it's like, it looks to me like she's trying to be strong. Yeah. And she's a four year old girl. And I want her to be strong. You know, I want her to know I'm her strength and mm-hmm. she can come to me and she can cry and she can be sad. So yeah, I, I think those are the two main, main behavioral differences now. I always kind of joke, <laughs> it's probably a bad joke. <laughs> But, you know, I don't want my girls to grow up and be, you know, these emo, depressed kids because they've got two divorced parents. You know, they've grown up with two separated parents. So I'm trying to allow them to be now so that I avoid that in the future. I get it. I get it. Um, I've, I've noticed behavioral changes as well, small and large, but I also talk about what my children are doing with my therapist. And mind you, they will have their own therapist at some point in time. Let's say like you best in age, right? Um, But my therapist pointed out that one, like you said, two different personalities or two different ways to express it. One has more sadness. The other one has more anger. So like be mindful of how how they express it and how to address it really. Um, one one suggestion was like get the little one like something to take care of. That's the, that would be the angrier one. Um, oh. Get her like a small like a gerbil or something that is like hers to take care of and like pour into. To to yeah. kind of, the word I'm thinking about is zhuzh, but <laughs> to zhuzh yeah. up like uh, compassionate feelings as opposed yes. to like to transform that anger into like oh I care for something type of thing. And then the the one with the sadness, the that one was just like just handle her with care. And if she cries, let her cry. If she wants to be held, hold her for as long as she wants to. Yeah. I did notice a point where they wanted to sleep in my bed when they have mm-hmm. their own beds normally. Actually, now that you say that, maybe that's maybe that's a massive change that's happened with mm-hmm. my youngest. She will never sleep in her bed at all anymore. It's been months yeah. and she will not get out of my bed. That is a massive change. I, that just went over my head. I thought it, I put it down to like maybe it's just her personality. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it is probably to do with, you know, separation and stuff. So that's, yeah, that's happening to me. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really attributing any behavioral change at this point to like the devil, yeah, honestly, the devil. I, don't, yeah. I don't even know, but like maybe. And so even um, me and my ex were talking about them coming in my bed and I was like, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind if they come in my bed whatsoever, because maybe this is a part of their grieving process. And maybe it's a, a phase because it wasn't like this months ago, but like now it's it's kind of like that. So maybe we'll just yeah. wait it out. I don't want to yeah. kick them out of my bed. <laughs> um, yeah. 
that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's that's one thing I definitely saw within the last few months. And it's kind of like whittled down a little bit, but I, it definitely had a spike of like, I want to sleep in your bed. I'm like, well, why? And I, back of my mind, I was like, okay, it's the divorce. So sure, go right ahead. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Yeah. However you need to yeah. process. Because I mean, everyone, everyone's going through it. Every person involved is going. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I would say now that you bring that up, yeah, that would be an, a behavioral change I have seen. Especially in my youngest, mm -hmm. definitely. The quieter one is yeah. more, more the one who wants to be by my side every night. And even if I say to her, like, go sleep, you know, let's make your room pretty and, yeah. you know, get back in your own bed, it's just a hard no. <laughs> it's a hard no. <laughs> And I, I respect that. And part of me, like, now that you bring it up, yeah, I'll be more conscious of that. But the other part is, like, I'm not in a rush to get them out of my bed ever because there will be a day when they never want to cuddle me again. So Exactly. <laughs> as When I can. Exactly. I totally, totally agree with that. Let it happen. Let it, you know, unfold as it will. I love that you're mindful, just that you even look out for things, different changes. Yeah or how they're how they're taking it because it definitely mm. is a big a big thing for everyone involved like I said mm. and I think conversations as well like you know um when I I've, I have been thinking a lot what are the changes you know mm -hmm. and I did kind of express I, I expected anger aggression sadness yeah. Yeah. I expected those things yeah. but little things like you know the sleeping in the bed or something mm -hmm. else it, this, it's conversations with other women going through it who have their kids going through it and then, you know, you bringing it up and then me going, oh, yeah, that's probably why, you know. Yeah. That's so helpful. <laughs> it's um, through community that you realise, you know, these little things that maybe you missed, you're missing along the way, you know. Yeah. So. Community is huge. Um, I was recently out with my friend, so it was – me and my friend and her daughter and then my two daughters and i never made the connection that both of i mean i know between the adults she and i are both divorced people but i watched as like one of my children mentioned something 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 daddy's house and the my friend's daughter was like oh you have two homes too like just the recognition that the yeah. the, the children recognize like oh it's not just me or it's not yeah. like, um, it's not an isolated thing just for, so when she when she said that I was like oh look at look at that yeah. <laughs> I need to find more people children going through this yes. like, like a community yeah. You're, you don't feel like to a make it normal for them yeah. yeah oh that would have been like your mama heart must have been like yes it's not yes. just you other kids too yes. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so important <laughs> it never it is like, actually really important for them to to see other kids go through the same thing mm -hmm. because my um my girls live next door to, when they go to their dads, mm -hmm. they live next door to a separated woman. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, I, I'm the only one in my friendship circles with a kid who's separated. So I'm like journeying this alone, you know, mm -hmm. and everyone's got their, you know, happy married families and I'm the divorced mum, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have that yet with my, anyone that I know where they can, I, I can see that that links happening in their heads but she will go to her dad's house and then come home and be like oh I met this girl and she has a, two homes too just like me mm. and she'll tell me about it and it's just so refreshing for me to be like thank god you're meeting other kids like you because when I grew up I didn't I just everyone in my my school seemed to come from these like perfect homes with mum and dad and you know, and I always felt like the just the the bad rabbit, you know. I was like, I'm the one who comes from the broken home. They called it back then, broken home. It's a broken home, you know. And, yeah, so I, my, one of my hopes is that they will grow up and realise that it's not a broken home. Mm -hmm. It's a different way of having a family, You're, you know. Like, so, yeah, here, even hearing that, I'm, I'm happy for your kids, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, so healing for them. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm 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 grateful for that. Um and I hope your children find more, more of, of their people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in our in our chats, you mentioned the term single mom. So mm -hmm. 
are you can do you consider a single mother someone who is just not married and they're like literally single or single as in I'm doing it all on my own and it's just me and my children you know what I love this question so much <laughs> love it thought of because it because I keep thinking about what does a single mum mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that in my early days, like in the, you know, a couple of weeks out, I was like, okay, I've arrived at this point in my life where now I am a single mum. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to go out and make single mum friends now, you know? <laughs> um, and then I got, I literally got on um, Instagram and I started just like hashtag single mums, like going to their pages, like yeah. trying to make, you know, people who, are moving through what I'm moving through or have done it before me. I'm, I wanted to find my little group and connect with them, you know. And I think I came across this post that said it was like a, one of those sassy, you're not a single mum if you are co-parenting. That's not what single motherhood is. Okay. And I, I remember reading it and kind of questioning, okay, well, then what am I? You know, like, well, I thought I was a single mom. So I love this question because I still think about it even today. Like, do I, am I a single mom? And my opinion would be, although I can un- appreciate um, women, women who are fully the full, you know, custodians of their children and they have zero help from yeah. a co-parent, that is so hard. Like, not, I get two days off a week, which feels like one night only. Mm-hmm. Um, it just flies by. <laughs> yeah. To not even have that, I don't even, I would, it'd just be so, so much harder. Yeah. But I think to, um, you know, the fact, the fact is I am a mum who mm-hmm. is single mm-hmm. and I do think that I can say, yeah, I am in the single mums club. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be defined by do you have a co-parent or do you not have a co-parent, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. But, yeah, I would say that I am a single mum. Like I'm a, a mum who's single and, you know, this is a divorce podcast and I'm not in that unit of marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, separated. I'm separated. So what I am doing mm-hmm. is a lot of um, single decision-making, yes. single income making you know single future planning I'm not doing that as a couple anymore so I don't know but I do think about it because sometimes I'm like maybe I'm not a single mum maybe I am a single mum but I think traditionally I would be categorized as a single mum what are your thoughts (laughs) what do you think (laughs) Um, I can see you probably have a different opinion which is good yeah yeah the other side (laughs) I am I am so now that you're saying that, it's like making me feel like, well, maybe it's a spectrum, but I also don't yeah. want it to feel like something that's so divisive. That's like, oh, you're not yeah. it, yada, yada, yada. I know, like, I can say that I was raised by a single mom. My mm-hmm. father lived uh, for, for the most part an hour away. And then for the latter part, he lived in a different country and I would see him on weekends but mind you, I've never heard of the, the term co-parent until like maybe five or seven years ago. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, we're co-parenting single. It was like single mom and maybe single dad, but like rare. So yeah. in my mind, I was raised by a single mom, the whole like head of household, you make all the decisions with school, the yeah. everything, doctors, everything with, I don't know if there was like an actual agreement around like financial support or help. And I think that's probably what people are talking about as far as like you're single doing it on your own without any help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely remember going to his house on weekends, going to visit him in Jamaica when he moved here. I'm in Jamaica now. Um, yeah. when he moved here when I was 12. So it wasn't like he was completely absent, but yeah. 90 something percent of my time was spent with my mother. So in my mind, that's what a single mother is now. And when it comes to, and mind you, they weren't, they weren't married. So, mm-hmm. so now when it comes to like divorce, I don't feel comfortable saying that I'm a single mother because their dad lives down the street. He has them every other week. Um, he is happy to pay for any and everything that pertains to them. So I am like on paper, I'm like technically single yeah. um, and I'm also a mother, but pushing them two together just has a, a more, there's more context to those when you make it a phrase. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, and for yeah, me, I, would agree. Now, I don't know if I would consider myself a single mother, but when I do have them and it's like, it's all on me and, you know, we're up at night, we're, we're doing homework, we're, you know, going wherever we, whatever we do, it feels very singly, <laughs> um, feels very, like yeah. your own, um, but with all of the, uh, emotional labor and all the, all the things that come with momming, yeah. um, without yeah. the, Hey, can you take them for a second while I X, Y, Z, that's not possible yeah. while you're yeah. single or divorced yeah. or separated. So yeah, that's my but also like listening to your experience. So I had a single mom, exactly the same scenario. Pretty mm-hmm. much, she she worked three jobs. You know, mm-hmm. did did all all of the things for us. Still saw my dad on the weekends, but my mother was the primary carer. Yeah. And although I have the same relationship, like my ex will happily pay for things with you know my ch- my children. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still the primary carer. So I think when you come from that background and you've watched your mum be a single mum, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, now I've become that single mum that, you know, like, but it's a very old, I feel like it's it's like my thinking lately has been, you know, the language was single mum, no, never single dad. My dad was a sing, my dad was a dad who, you know, was single, but it was never he was a single dad. Yeah. And then it was a broken home back then. Mm-hmm. And I think that in some sense the single mum had this um oh poor you pity yeah. uh, like uh co- like attachment to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't carry like if I say to somebody or if somebody asks, I don't actually say, "Hi, I'm a single mum." <laughs> I wouldn't ever say that about myself. I'm just a mum. I'm a mother. Yeah, and that's who I am. But if somebody says, "Are you a single mum?" I would probably say, "Yeah, I'm a single mum." Mm-hmm. You know, because I understand where that history comes from and where their thinking is in that question. You know, yeah. so yeah, so but I think that. Yeah, it's a funny question because I actually honestly just feel like I'm just a mum and then there's the dad mm-hmm. and being, doing all of the things singly yeah. now doesn't really feel that much different to, to be honest, mm-hmm. what it was like in my marriage anyway. Yes. It's just, it just feels the same. It's just that I'm, I'm doing it, you know, he's just, he, I don't have somebody coming home to me every night. So yeah. that's it. But, but yeah, I do love the question because it's like, do, should we even use this term anymore? Or who? Be- and then there are the people who are like, who belongs in it? Who doesn't belong yeah, in it? Yeah. Um, but I think you know, everyone, everyone has their own journey, and and maybe that means a lot more to some other women mm-hmm. um, than it would mean to me or you. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad that we said we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So yeah, you're you're in the process. You're doing the things. Your name is changing. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm having a party soon. You're gonna have celebrate a party. it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I've been saying for so long. When I get my divorce papers, I'm having a divorce party. You know, I was like so excited about it, and then it just hit me in the last two weeks. I was like, no, I'm not having a divorce party. Mm-hmm. I'm having a becoming party. I'm having a. This is who I'm becoming. So instead of having like this. You know, because uh, divorce party is not really my vibe. I just wanted to celebrate a new beginning. And then I realized what I'm celebrating is I'm becoming Amber Wild. I'm becoming me again, you know. Yes. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Having a party. <laughs> That's amazing. So in certain cultures, there are events like naming ceremonies. Like it's a whole like thing. Uh-huh. Like, in a name. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do like how you're, you're, you're changing or redirecting the energy around divorce party because um I think about divorce parties and mind you I want to throw something for women like I want all of us to like come together and like have like a retreat for Mm -hmm. that that transition but when I think about divorce parties I think about like well what if you have children and what if they get wind of this party that is like broken their heart (laughs) you know yeah What does it mean for them? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, what? you're celebrating the thing that like <laughs> my soul for the last two years. So yeah, it um, is a little okay. bit strange. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little. Um, just a little. <laughs> I, I get the spirit of it though. Like there, I get, I get it. A becoming party. That's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So you so and I'm excited to show my girls like this is who mummy is, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's not uh, like a divorce party. I don't want to say would be like derogatory, but yeah. it has that kind of like, you know, that was crap. Um, <laughs> no, and it was, you know, there was hard times. There was also good times, and that is the father of my children. And I don't ever want my children to f- think that I have these like forever negative feelings <laughs> towards it because I really don't so but I want them to see who I am and mm-hmm. you know I'm excited to be who I am and I want them to know that I that's my choice and that's my prerogative and if they are ever in the situation in life in the future then that'll be their choice and their prerogative as well and okay. um, yeah <laughs> it's a little bit different it's a little bit new territory yeah. but excited. <laughs> that's very exciting so how do you think or, or have you spoken to them about your name change? Because you all have the same last name, I'm assuming now, and then yeah. you're going to be different. What is that conversation yeah. like? Yeah, so um, I've decided that, well, I don't know if this is the best decision, <laughs> but <No>. I've decided <laughs> I've decided I won't tell them okay. and I'll always be asked in school settings um, to be addressed as my married name. Okay. Um, so because I think that, you know, it's a personal decision for me mm-hmm. and one that they don't need to understand and comprehend right now. It's just, you know, it's just one of those extra things in life that doesn't need to be put on their plate to comprehend. So I'll, I probably, I will change my name, but I'm going to, yeah, I've made the decision that I'll keep my old email, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, on the forms, I'll, I'll just be asked to be known as because mm-hmm. you know how on the forms they're like, "What's your preferred name?" Yes. Um, often do. What's your preferred name? Okay. So I'll just say my preferred name is this in school settings mm-hmm. or forms and stuff, and so they will never have to go through that shame or anything of being like, "Oh well, you know, you know." Not that they I, I, they might not feel shame about it, but I know that um, a couple of my mum friends are like, you know, I would I would have felt embarrassed if that. So I'm very conscious of like other people's opinions on it and yeah. stuff. But I think for myself, it's just a name. Like my, I have two chill. I have two girls. Mm-hmm. Their name is going to change yeah. one day. Yeah. So this is their name now, and that's great. Be there, and I do believe that you know names are powerful, mm-hmm. and that my children are a part of this um, line of this surname. Yeah. And that's there's a beauty in that so I would never take that away from them Mm -hmm. but also traditionally they're going to have a choice to either keep that name forever Mm -hmm. or change it so changing names I don't I don't feel like is such a huge issue but um yeah I've just decided to keep it a personal thing not burden them with the knowledge of it (laughs) yeah yeah I get that my um my oldest daughter so I I was recording some like the intro to a podcast and in my podcast I'm using the name I was born with um yeah. my very name is different I just feel more connected with that name right now yeah. and moving forward um I'm just waiting for everything to get finalized for me to go back to my the name I was born with I don't like saying yeah. my name because it just feels like old I don't know so old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes so oh. so um and she heard me say it and she was like, uh, what, what is that last name you just said? And I was like, that's the name that I was born with. And she's like, Janine Bell. I was like, yeah, like it's foreign to her completely. Right. And yeah. um, she was like, what? So we, it was like a micro conversation. Mind you, I don't think it's the end of the conversation. We had like a little, yeah, no, about it. <laughs> yes. Cause you know, how, like, There'll be more. Yeah, they think about it and come back four days later with like, hey, so I was thinking, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just working in there. Her thoughts are working. Yeah, it's definitely like a thinker, like a thinker, figure outer, like she wants to know the pieces of the puzzle and how they all connect and whatever, right? So the micro conversation had to do, I, I remember saying like, this is the name that I had before I met daddy. And then traditionally when people get married, they take on the man's name. And now that we're not together, I'm very like technical with it. Like now that we're not together, I'm going to go back to the name that I had when I was born. That's what I had that day. That's all I could give her. I hope it it made sense. There were no follow-up questions after that, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's good. That's so good. Well, I'm interested to know how it does go because, yeah, I keep debating should I or shouldn't I? So that's just, yeah. We've got two different scenarios here. Yeah. So I'm interested to know how you go, how yours goes. No, and I don't know if they'll have the words to say, you know, I feel X, Y, Z about you changing your name or it makes me feel sad or I wish that we all had the same name or this makes me feel worse or it reminds me that we're not. I don't know. I don't have the like emotional intelligence to say all those words. So I try to explain it as like, objective as possible um and make it me centered like it's not about you not about dad not about anything like i want this name back yeah Yeah. um and hopefully that makes they might think i'm selfish at some point in time like all right she she left she wanted her own name like i don't know (laughs) what's this woman doing (laughs) (laughs) um and hopefully it all makes sense and it all like comes together when they see how like brightly I gr- glow yeah. in the life that I'm creating for myself. And it's just a, a really interesting time right now for all of us. Um, yeah. May not make sense. And I, I have told them, I was like, you know, we're all just figuring it out. Like the grownups too. Like we don't yeah. know everything in the yeah. same way. Like you're learning your times tables, or you're learning sight words. We are learning yeah. how to be right. people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We might get it wrong. We might trip and fall. We might, you know, if you, you know, you can't pronounce the word correctly at first and then you eventually get it. That's what we're doing in life right now. Like yeah. everybody and, and like grandma too. And like people on the street, everyone's just figuring it out as we go. Yeah. And I also don't want to give them a sense of like, no one knows anything, like have some sense of yeah. <laughs> We have no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's so good. I love the way that you explain that to them. And, you know, I think what's important is that they see that you matter too in the process Mm -hmm. because I feel like women have a tendency to care so much about the people around them, you know, their um, husbands, their friends, their kids, their kids, Mm -hmm. their kids, and prioritise, okay, especially through a divorce. Like it would be so easy to think, what do my kids need? What am I not doing enough of? You know, how, how could I be better mum through the process? Or, you know, we do that naturally anyway. So through a harder time, those things would just be escalated. But it matters that you matter and that they can see that you're what you need to heal and move on in life. It matters. And, you know, like changing your name and um, stuff, It's you, I always come back to the thing like it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not like the most outrageous thing to do it's quite a normal thing to do after a divorce I would say but yeah but it's good that that you show them that you know this is part of your glowing process your glow up (laughs) (laughs) I know I don't use those exact words but I just hope that the big picture becomes clear by you know by the time they leave my home you know (laughs) I think yeah I hope so yeah I totally want to hear how it goes for your children when you like, as you go on and like preferred name and like how yeah. that goes. Um, Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause uh, I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah. What you're providing for them in, in that. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love it so much. Thanks. So my last question, like formal question, <laughs> um, yeah. is there anything that stands out that you've, learned about yourself or about just life in general through this divorce process? I know you said that you're like coming to a nice clearing of clarity and it's like you're you're just kind of stepping into it, but what have you learned so far? Yeah, I almost want to say nothing. <laughs> just joking. I've learned nothing. <laughs> no, um, what I've learned through the process is that I truly matter. Mm. And I know that it's such a simple, it's such a simple truth, but it it was a truth that got lost in my marriage, mm. um, not so much by me, but by my husband. Like I really felt like I was treated in such a way that I just did not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I I was born with so much um, 
ambition and aspiration and a deep sense of knowing that I am a whole person with like unique family background, unique goals, unique dreams and stuff. And when I got married, I felt like this is great. I'm me and he's he, him, and we're going to like be these two unique people who love the uniqueness in each other and just run, run towards our version of ourselves and we're going to do it together hand in hand and then one day we'll die, you know, hopefully the same day <laughs> or something, you know. But through that process, I feel like I just got so small. I was just became so small and being that was what was expected of me almost, that I would be small and little and behind all of the time, you know. And through that, it was frustrating because I had to fight to be seen and heard and mm-hmm. and to, to say that I matter, you know. So leaving my marriage has taught me that this inner knowing that I am a unique person and I have unique aspirations and dreams and I'm I'm a whole being myself. Yeah. It's taught me that I am right, that I do matter and that moving forward, if I ever get into a relationship or something again, mm-hmm. then that, that person will need to understand that I also matter, you know. So I think that that's been a really, it's not, yeah, it's not something that, I guess I've learned from divorce. It's just been highlighted since that, yes, this is really important um, to me and it always has been. And, yeah, so I think that that's something that I've learned, that, you know, it's it's okay to want to exist in this world and, um, (laughs) and, and I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that a lot of women are married and their marriages do make them feel like they, they can't exist, you know. But, yeah, like it's taught me like, yes, I am and I can exist and um, I don't have to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to feel guilty about wanting to exist and wanting to achieve things and still be a mum and still have the capacity to love somebody and be in a relationship. Like I don't just have to choose one or the other. I can, I'm a whole person with capabilities and stuff. So leaving my marriage has really highlighted that I do know stuff and next time I will, you know, stand my ground a whole lot more and just be just more assertive about what matters to me. Yeah. You know, oh. That makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it makes total sense. And it's not, I think you were saying in the beginning, like it's not, it sounds small, but like it's huge. It's a big thing to like reclaim or remember or. Yes, um, reclaiming. Yeah, like yeah. that you do yeah. truly matter because there is something um, that happens to, I'm going to say women just because I'm a woman um, in yeah. relationships that that creates this uh, smallness or can create, not all the time, not every woman, every relationship, yeah. but you can get smaller as, as the roles shift into place. Like they lock in like head of household, stay at home yeah. mom and mother and provider. And like, once you yeah. get into these roles, they're kind of, when you lock into them, they are sorted so that one does feel smaller than the other. Yeah. It does not feel like yeah. an equal partnership. It sometimes you yeah. can feel unappreciated or feel muted or not or or taken for granted or all like all these things can happen. And when you're able to step out or step away and remember that you truly matter like that, I feel like the world opens up when you're yeah. able to like really see that and feel that. Yeah. And and what I've noticed actually now as well. Um, it's it's from that reclaiming. I love the word reclaiming because that is what it is. It is a reclaiming. You start to reclaim a lot of things, you know, and one of the things that I've started to reclaim as well is confidence. So because when you are in that situation, you, you lose a lot. <laughs> There's a lot that you lose and you don't realise until you step out and then you take a breath and you're like oh crap where did half of me go (laughs) where is that person (laughs) so um yeah like so probably just reclaiming you know the fact the truth that I've always known is that I do matter Mm -hmm. and then from that 
um, comes a lot of like reclaiming other things. And one of the most significant things that I'm noticing is my confidence. My confidence is rising mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. And it's so nice. <laughs> yes, I love that. And it, it feels like it goes hand in hand. Because once you yes. realize you do matter, then you're like, look here, like I matter. Yes. <laughs> you poke up your yes. chest a little bit more and like, yeah, I actually I'm here and I have things to say yeah. and I have great ideas and I want to see this happen in the world and X, Y, Z. And I, I love that. And I hope that you're able to sustain that until forever and mm-hmm. in whatever relationship you ever enter in again. And that that smallness doesn't creep in um, because yeah. it can be like a knee jerk reaction. Like, OK, I'm here, a man here. Now I get smaller. But you can actually like come into that relationship and and still be that the Amber Wilde that truly matters and the confident one and sure of yourself and know what you bring to the table and knowing your self-worth and all these things. I want that. Yeah. You. Thank you. I want it for myself. And I always have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I think back on my life a lot and I'm like, you know, my version of marriage in my head, I, I wasn't, the. I think I said this at the start of the, uh, the podcast, but, um, you know, I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. I never wanted to be a mum. I never actually wanted to get married. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of like had this, I've got this life, I have, I've lived this life yeah. that, a lot of women want they want the marriage they want the baby in the carriage you know they want to be able to stay home and enjoy their kids and then go back to work and have a career and um I was the girl who grew up thinking I just want to solo my life <laughs> and if I ever have a partner I'll have my house I'll live in my house yeah. he can live in his house and we just do slumber parties <laughs> so um yeah, my, the, the version of marriage that I had was a very traditional version of marriage and it was very influenced by, you know, my husband's ideal mm. marriage. Mm. So, yeah, like um, moving forward, I think I'll just stick to that little girl's idea of what, <laughs> Try that out. what relationships should be like. Yes. And I'll do, do you, you live over there and we'll just have for slumber parties. <laughs> It makes me feel good. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea of like having some space and having like, I'll see yeah. you later, like have a good night or whatever. Yeah. Um, I love so it. Good. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. It's actually one of the things I, I do enjoy. I love having my own, own home. Mm-hmm. And I love that I don't have a man mm-hmm. in my home mm-hmm. because they just make so much mess. They go mess, okay? Yes, they make mess. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. Um, that's, that's it. I mean, this has been wonderful. I thank you so much. Oh yeah. So the, I, I like to ask guests to finish the sentence. <sighs> Thanks divorce for, and then you can finish that out for whatever your, your answer is. Okay. So I wrote it down so that I could actually okay. remember what I want to say and not mess it up. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank divorce for giving me permission to prioritize myself again, mm-hmm. for undoing the mean things spoken to me over my marriage and giving me a sense of safety and freedom to be myself, the person I've always known me to be, and also to become the person I'm yet to become. <gasps> so it's a big one. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I'm so thankful for where I'm at. It's, you know, and the thing is, this is so taboo to go through marriage and it's so hard um, to uh, like journey through all of the different like social circles that maybe you were a part of and now you're leaving and mm-hmm. go through all of those, uh, the, the journey yeah. can be so hard. Yeah. But there's also such beauty in it, mm-hmm. such beauty in it's like I don't want to like idolise divorce but yeah. it actually is a very beautiful, it can be a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm just so I am really thankful that I've I am here in my life and my future now looks bright to me, yeah. you know, yeah. which I'm I love. <laughs> I love to hear it. I love to see it. I was almost going to name this podcast "The Beauty of Divorce," and then yes. um, then that felt like uh, like glorifying it in a way. Um, yeah. And then I I landed on thanks divorce. So I totally agree with you completely. Yeah. And I, I, I love basking in the glow of what you have right now. Like, even though yeah. what 
process and it, it'll, you know, get better ups and downs, all the things, but like, yeah. this is a great, like encapsulating the time frame where you've, you're, you're learning some things, you're going through some things and, and it's, it's getting brighter by the day. Yeah, it is getting brighter. I, it's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, thank you for having me on. It's yeah. been a pleasure. I'm so excited for you and your podcast and what's to come and how it's going to help people. It's just amazing. I'm so yeah. glad to have met and see what you're doing and stuff. So, yes, yeah. thank you so much for those kind words and thank you for coming on. You've added to the wonderful fabric of this podcast. Um, I hope that your words inspire and liberate or empower women who hear this uh, this episode. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you so much for listening. And a huge shout out to my sound engineer and podcast editor, Henry Maldonado. I may not always shout him out, but he's always in my show notes. I'll see you next time on another episode of Thanks Divorce.